0: Welcome back to the Good Portion Mama podcast. I'm your host, Megan King, and I'm so excited you're here. In a world where busyness is celebrated and being overwhelmed is the motherhood norm, this hot mess mom is here to tell you there's joy and fulfillment through setting aside those typical mom expectations and instead building true, authentic connections with Christ, ourselves, and others. So throw those kids some fruit snacks, grab that cold cup of coffee or that well-deserved glass of wine, And let's get ready for the good portion. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Hey there, mamas. Good morning to all of you, and I hope this episode is finding you guys well. I am not sure why, but Podbean would not upload the recording of last week's episode. I tried a gazillion times, so I'm now re-recording and hoping that this file will upload, and if it doesn't, I'm going to have to call on the big dogs. Who are the big dogs? I don't know, but I'm going to have to call them. <laughs> Uh, We are going to get right to it today in the second episode in a series of four episodes that I am calling Cutting Out the Chaos. Last episode, we talked about the importance of cutting out chaos in three different categories and how that has made a huge, huge It's a huge difference or uh, how it has made a huge difference and way for me in the last year or so to really just kind of slow down and cut back on all the unnecessary things. And for the next three episodes, today included... We are going to go in and break down each of those three categories just in a little bit more detail and you guys get a little bit more of the reasoning and the thought process behind everything. Now, before I go any further in this episode, I need to make a confession, okay? I wrote this episode about five or six days before I recorded it, but literally the night before I was supposed to record it, I had to rewrite it and now I'm re-recording it Which tells me I've spent a lot of time on this subject and likely for good reason. It's funny how God works things in, isn't it? (laughs) Anyway, I had to rewrite the episode like a day before recording. Now, remember, I told you I've been helping out a family member with cleaning out and decluttering her home. Well, in my journey over the last few months of trying to personally downsize and test out a new lifestyle of this sort of casual minimalism, I started following this gal's channel on YouTube. And now, to be clear, when I say following, I mean I click the subscribe button. So now when I watch anything on YouTube, like how to get blue dry erase marker out of your shirt. (laughs) Her videos are what pop up next as like follow-up videos so that I don't get lost in some wormhole of YouTube videos. (laughs) And I've been loving seeing her videos. They're short, they're full of useful information, and I love how just generally happy and honest she is. One of the videos she did was of her cleaning out her front room coat closet you know, the one where we just kind of drop everything, everybody in the family does it, and that's literally everything other than the coats and hats and gloves that are meant to go there, right? Her name is the, mi- I actually, I don't even know what her name is. I'm sorry, that sounds really horrible, but her show is called The Minimal Mom, and in this episode, She mentions that she's trying out a method of decluttering that promises to not make a mess in the process. Now, if any of you have ever tried decluttering and organizing, you know that not making a mess is pretty difficult in that process, right? I love organizing and cleaning out other people's spaces I've grown to love cleaning out my stuff but it almost always makes a bigger mess to start with so I was really intrigued to watch this video from start to finish and see how she did it and you guys this gal legit cleaned out this whole closet and was able to stop multiple times you know to take care of kids or talk to her husband or fix the video recording whatever each time and each time if she had to walk away from it she could with zero mess, zero piles, zero come back to later tubs, and I loved it. So where is this information from? She got it from the book Decluttering at the Speed of Life by Dana K. White, who is also the writer of a blog called A Slob Comes Clean. Now, in that blog, she goes by Nani, which, um, after reading her book, uh, I realized stands for anonymous. Because when she first started this blog, she was basically revealing to all of these people how big of a mess and how unorganized and cluttered and everything her house was, and so she was writing this blog anonymous. Anonymous, you guys, I can't even say anonymously. <laughs> I'm not even going to edit that out. Anyway, so she goes by Nani and she writes this blog about how she's slowly going through and decluttering her home and cleaning it up and making it so much more livable. So, of course, I bought the book. And an extra for that family member that I've been helping thinking, you know, we could read it together and use the tips and tricks she has in combination with my tried and true steps in organizing to maybe get both of our homes in better order. Hers now and mine whenever I have a home again, of course. (laughs) Uh, But of course, in true Megan form, the second our books came in, I decided I wanted to give it a little look-see and started reading it. Y'all, I read the whole dang book in one day. I loved her honesty and her sense of humor. And she has almost a sort of this self-deprecating way of relating to my same issues without making me feel bad or guilty about my slobbish habits. So, of course, I had to rewrite the episode to include some of her tips and wisdom and you know, honestly, if it means it will make even 10 minutes of this process easier for you guys, um, it was totally worth it. So I rewrote the episode. I recorded it the next day during the girls' nap time because preschool got canceled. I recorded during the kids' nap time and then I tried to upload it and I have no idea why. I don't know if the file was too big or what because the episode was pretty lengthy, Um But we also don't have internet um, out where we're at. And so I had to use the hotspot on my phone and there's a metal roof on this house and so it's just, it's a pain. And for some reason it would get to like 75% upload and then it would just not go any further. So I'm re-recording today and we're going to just post this episode and publish it today. Uh, I'm probably not going to edit very much stuff out. So if you hear me clearing my throat or doing this whole thing before I say something uh, I apologize in advance but anyway so I rewrote the episode so that I could squeeze in some of the information that she has in the book along with the things that I have already been doing and I agreed with and aligned with a lot of stuff that she had in this book but there were a few big changes in there that I really 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 am excited to put into practice because it makes total sense right? So I rewrote the episode, went to kind of publish it. Now we're re-recording it and here we go. So before I get started, in an attempt to not sound like I'm constantly on repeat, I'm going to list this process out as we dig in, and I'm just going to tell you what to do. Okay. I'm just going to tell you these steps. I'm not going to go and separate separate out what I learned from the book aside from the things that really knocked my socks off, of course, um, and what I already do or did in decluttering and organizing. But for clarity's sake, just know that I am highly recommending that each of you that need to declutter, even just the simplest of areas in your home, that you guys go out and grab her book. Now, no, I am not an affiliate of this author or publishing company in any way, shape, or form. I don't gain anything from sharing or suggesting her book or her blog, or her podcast. Uh, The blog and the podcast, in case you're wondering, is called A Slob Comes Clean. And the book, again, is called Decluttering at the Speed of Life. Um, I just really enjoyed and learned quickly, I might add, things that I was able to implement immediately for myself and for anyone else that I've been working with. And it's been successful in the stuff that I have been doing. So, and That's just in the past week since uh, when this episode originally was supposed to air. So um, full disclosure complete. Let's get started. Uh, We talked last time in our episode before about the importance of decluttering um, you know how that metaphorical weight that you lose by not having to keep track of I think the word I used was inventory right Um, or clean or reorganize this excess over and over and over again or move it to different areas and We briefly discussed what it was that I got rid of, but today we're going to go through this process of decluttering and how to get started, even if you're at this place of extreme overwhelm in in decluttering like I was. And even though I didn't realize it in regards to my home before I started helping out in this other house, it's, it's just crazy how you don't realize how much clutter is there, and how much while it does have value doesn't bring value and we'll cover that in just a little bit but one thing I learned from this book is that I've never really separated the task or the process of decluttering and organizing and I told you I'm not going to go through and I'm not going to point out she says in the book this this is what I do Um, but this was one of those big ticket differences and realizations that i came to in reading this book so i want to make sure that that is very clear i have always considered decluttering and organizing the same process or the same thing and i know from experience that there is no magic system or fix for mess and clutter right and now don't get me wrong there are great systems to organizing and there are great ways to fix the issue of clutter but you can have all the organization systems in the world and read all the books and listen to all the podcasts um, just make sure the good portion of mama is one of them but if you have way too much stuff compared to the space that you have and the actual lifestyle you live none of those systems will really work to simplify the chaos in your clutter and in your home, and in your lifestyle. You have to actually get rid of the excess stuff, okay? And she made that very clear in the book multiple times that this process is an ongoing process. It's not a one-time thing. Now, don't get don't get scared that you're going to have to spend an hour every single day for the rest of your life working on this. This is not what she means. But it is a constant, all-the-time thing of, really getting things out of your home that do not bring value to your current life. So the first step I find that helps is realizing exactly what it is you enjoy doing in life and making sure that the things you keep are going to fit into that mold. But not only that, but what do you actually do now That fits in that mold what do you actually use now that fits into that lifestyle mold now let's be clear I don't enjoy cleaning toilets but we do have to clean and we do have to have toilets so obviously you need to use some common sense in this process but As a creative person, I can tell you there are lots of things that I enjoy and lots of things that bring me joy when I think about what I can do with them. But my biggest clutter problem is just because I can do something fun and awesome with them does not mean I do Or I will. I've found this part right here has been the hardest part to figure out and work through. Especially with crafty things and event planning things and home decor. So we'll return back to this part in a little bit. But I want you to, before you actually start this process of decluttering, I want you to sit down and I want you to think about your day-to-day activities. What it is that you do. What it is that you enjoy doing. What it is that you have in your home and of those things, what is currently, like within the last two or three months that you have been using that brings actual value to your day-to-day lifestyle. Windy cluttering. I found, and so have most of the experts, (laughs) I'm experienced, but clearly after reading one book, I found I am no expert yet Uh, that starting with the areas that are used and seen most often are the best places to start now if you have a particular area needing decluttering for a specific purpose I don't know perhaps because your 35 year old son and his wife and four kids and five cats and 12 week old puppy are moving into your home in two weeks obviously you can focus on that area first Uh, for me though When you're looking at a whole home decluttering process I suggest starting in the area that's going to be the most visible and first visible space to people who enter into your home and for me I needed to go through my whole house and the family member I'm working with has the same issue. So we start with the area that's going to be the first thing people will see when they enter your home and then we work room to room from there. Now this First area could take hours if you're already far better off in regards to clutter than I am. Or it could take days or weeks or even months. No matter what, do not get discouraged. Every single step you take in this process is progress, okay? Every step in the process is progress. So start with one area. If your rooms are large or one room, just start in one room if they're smaller and don't move on until that one is complete. And when I say complete, I mean complete. No uh, to-do piles or come back to it later piles, right? When it is complete, then we move on to another area. Now, those of you who know me personally know that I have been diagnosed with ADHD and I know how easy it is to start in one area and then you've got an item and you're like, oh, I got to go put this over here, but I can't, I can't put this here until I've cleaned up this spot and then in that cleaning up that spot, you realize, oh, well, now I got to take the trash out, right? There's that meme about how mom's brains work when they're just trying to do one simple task. Do not do not get off task. You're going to start in this one area, and you're not going to do anything else until you have finished whatever it is you're doing in this one area for that day or that hour or whatever, right? Until it's complete. So to start, you're going to need these three things. You're going to need a box or a large tub um, and have it labeled as your donate pile. Now, you don't have to literally write donate on it, but it's going to be designated as things to be donated. You also will need a black trash bag. And wait for it. The last thing, you know what you need? Your feet. (laughs) So the donate box is for obvious reasons. This is for any items that you no longer need or want or perhaps you still want it and worry that you may need it someday in the future but realize that you haven't used it in the last four years you've had it so you're gonna donate it anyway, okay? The black trash bag, why black, right? Why why not get those real thin white ones? The reason it's black is so there's zero chance you're going to see those items, or worse, your children or husband are going to see the items that you've put in there and labeled as trash and try to take them back out and keep them and find use for them, right? Now, This is the one time I explained to you where her instructions in the book differed slightly from what I used to do. And I'm really excited to try it out. And I wrote in my notes for this episode, I'm excited to try it out. But since I'm re-recording, I have already tried it and I freaking love it. Um, (laughs) It's your feet. For me, personally, I've always had a donate bin or box, right? I've always had the trash can or trash bag. But then I've always had a bunch of other little tubs. Especially if I'm doing like a massive overhaul decluttering and organizing. Now remember before I said I've always combined decluttering and organizing into one thing. But in reading this book she has explained how decluttering and organizing are two completely different things. And they are also Removed and different than cleaning, which is also different than everyday maintenance. So, I like how in her book she breaks down how all of these things are different processes and they all combine together into this one complete home management system that keeps your home in what my grandma Alice has always said clean enough to be healthy, messy enough to be happy. So here we come back to where the difference is. For me, I've always had the donate bin and box. I've always had the trash can or trash bag. Um, but then I've always had a bunch of other tubs ready to use um, to start organizing things that I'm keeping to go through and put away later once I know how much I have, right? However, in Kate's book, she advises to immediately take items to the place that they belong as soon as you touch them. And we'll get into this in a little more detail later, but I wanted you to know ahead of time what your feet were for, okay? So keep that part in mind. So we've decided what we regularly spend our time on, what our priorities in the home are, right? We've picked out the first location to start decluttering first. We've brought our donate box, we've brought our black trash bag, and hopefully our feet or whatever mode of transportation you use inside of your home. We always start with the easiest part first so we can see quick and immediate progress. Remember I said every step in the process is progress, right? So we wanna take that trash bag and we want you to look in this area where you're starting first and we're gonna do the easiest part, the easy things. In the book, she calls them duh items, right? So we're gonna look what is trash? Grab every item of trash that you can easily see from right where you're starting. Now, if you don't have a ton of clutter, there may not be a ton of trash there, right? But if you're starting in a home with a hoarder or perhaps it's a room of one of your kids um, or like a playroom or down in the basement where things don't get looked at very often, there may be a bunch of trash that's just kind of accumulated. What you're going to do is you want to take that trash bag and grab as much and as many of the obvious trash items as possible possible. Put it in that black trash bag. Now, this sounds simple because it is, right? Grab the things that make absolutely no sense to keep around or to even give to anyone else to keep around, right? There may not be any. There may just be a little. There may be a bunch. However much there is. Just grab it quickly and throw it in the bag. Now, I don't mean drag everything out of every drawer and every cabinet looking for trash, right? We'll continue to dig later, but first things first, just grab every piece of trash that's visible up front or on top of whatever um, area you're starting in, right? So next, you're gonna go grab anything you see immediately that's definitely an item that you don't need that needs donated and put it in that box or bin and any items that you know for a fact you're keeping but are just simply in the wrong location now here's the kicker when you find these items that are in the wrong location my previous step was to put it in one of those tubs to put away later when i organize those other areas right or put away all of these save for later items right um and then when i'd finish organizing or decluttering this area, I'd take that tub and I'd go put all of those items away, right? All at the same time. However, Kate suggests immediately looking around, seeing if there's any other items immediately visible in this area that also need to be put away in that location and taking them straight to the proper place and putting them away. Now, if there's not room for you to put them away, just fit it in there, right? You're not going to worry about decluttering that area until you've completely finished the area that you're in right now. So for example, if I'm at this family member's house and we're decluttering this area that is supposed to be a crafting area, but we find a whole bunch of light bulbs and cords and stuff like that, I'm going to grab all of those things that I can see immediately and I'm going to carry them into the kitchen to where the junk drawer is that has all these extra light bulbs and cords. But guess what? That drawer is full. There's no room for these. You know what I'm going to do? I'm literally going to put them right there on the counter on top of where that drawer is and I'm going to deal with them later because I'm going to get back to the things that I need to be doing, right? I'm not going to start reorganizing that drawer so that I can put those away, okay? Now, let me tell you. My first thought is, man… That's inefficient because then I'm running around all over the place multiple times while I'm working on this one area. But let's be honest. If one of my toddlers came running in telling me her sister pooped all over the carpet, odds are... I'm going to leave the mess in the tubs to go handle that, right? And then something else is going to pop up. And then I end up leaving a bigger mess than when I started. And I'm a whole lot less likely to want to start back into it. Or it could be multiple days before I have the time to come back to it. And instead of being able to see progress, I'm going to see that area. And I'm going to see this little amount of space that I cleaned out from the area but it's just been moved to these tubs that are taking up more space than the original clutter in the first place. And again, I'm going to be less likely to want to start back at it. So by taking the couple minutes or less to immediately go put those items away, I'm immediately making progress that is much more visible and more likely that I'm going to continue to complete this process. Does that make sense? I hope so because I can't hear your response. (laughs) Now, Decluttering some areas will take some time to complete, and that's totally expected. But we've only got 30 minutes to chat on this episode, so I'm going to assume that you're going to work through to completion in your own time. So, here are some rules as you're working on these once it goes in the donation bin. It stays there. And I typed that out in capital letters. Do not talk yourself into taking something out of that bin and keeping it just in case. Once it goes in the trash bag, it stays there. Do not rethink anything once you've made a decision on it, okay? You keep moving on. If you come across something that's difficult to decide on, can I make a suggestion? You don't need it. If you can't make a decision, it's not because the item isn't worth something or doesn't have a value, but it simply doesn't have a value to you in this moment, okay? Because honestly, if it did, you'd have already made the decision to keep it because you already use it regularly and you know exactly why you have it. Now, hear me out. I can make an argument to keep every single thing in my home okay because my creative mind sees value in almost everything. Even 33 half used sheets of nine-year-old scrapbooking stickers and paper that haven't been touched in eight and a half years I legitimately still have them okay and in cleaning out this family member's home who is also a creative person like me she has scrapbooking stuff that I decluttered out of my home multiple years ago. She hasn't used them. And guess what? I told them, oh, I'll take them. The girls can use them while I'm trying to do homeschooling with the boys. I literally took that stuff home, back home, that I got rid of multiple years ago <laughs> and added it to the pile of crap that's still sitting there stickers wise. Now, don't get me wrong. My girls do love to do stickers and it is 20 or 30 minutes of focused sticker time that they'll sit there and not bother me and I can teach the boys and do whatever curriculum it is that we're doing for that point in time during the day. But do they need a laundry basket full of stickers to choose from? Eh, uh-uh. Negatory. Okay? <laughs> I anticipate by next week I won't have all those stickers when I get to decluttering even more. But if I'm truly... and When I say I, I mean you (laughs) and me. If you're truly wanting to cut out the chaos through clutter, you have to come to terms with the fact that while those stickers and paper are still useful to someone or even to me sometime, they are not useful to me in this stage of my life. Not in those quantities. Okay? Okay. They're simply taking up space where I could be keeping the journals that I'm writing for when my kids become adults or the new homeschool curriculum I'm excited to get and try out right now, but I have zero space for it, so I'm not getting it. Um, But you know what else they are? They're a small piece to the huge amount of guilt that I have for not doing all the things I tell myself I'm going to do. Now, I had a little come to Jesus talk with this family member we have made huge strides in her home her home is so 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 good right now compared to where we started and we've gotten to the place where now it is mostly decluttering and less cleaning um than it was before everything kind of has an area that it belongs to um but we're getting to the things that she has an extreme excess of and is more difficult for her to get rid of, which is the crafting stuff and um, other occupational things. The occupation that she is in, it doesn't require, but the type of employee and leader that she wants to be, there are certain things that she has um, accumulated and kept and she does use them, but the the sheer amount of these items is so large, especially in combination with all of these crafty things that she she wants to be able to keep because they do have value and she does have plans for them, but the number of projects that she has lined up that she has wanted to do for so many years, she just she will never have time to get to all of them. And so we had to have a serious conversation about deciding, you know. How long have you said you were going to do this and we haven't done it yet? What are the things that you are actively doing regularly in your current stage of life and we keep the items for those things and we get rid of anything that doesn't fit in that mold. Remember we talked about mapping that out before we even started and the reason we do that ahead of time is so that when we get to these items that are kind of hard to get rid of knowing exactly what it is that you are wanting to do in the upcoming months and when I say months I don't mean just this month right it's it's Christmas time and so everybody's extra busy right there's probably a lot of hobbies and things that you regularly do that you kind of scale back on in the holiday time maybe not now that it's 2020 and we're all quarantined and can't get together with friends and family as much as we normally would in the holidays but you get you get the point right now I talk about how in my case these stickers and the scrapbook paper is just a small or a small piece of this guilt that I feel right this guilt that I have for I see these crafting items I see these scrapbooking things and I feel guilty for not doing those things for not using those things I feel guilty that I have these things I've spent money on these things I have said I'm going to do this but I haven't done it and I feel this sense of I'm failing because I haven't done all of these things that I say or told myself I'm gonna do or told my husband I'm gonna do it and that's why I'm keeping them right now I do a ton of stuff and I'm I say that and I mean that in the most humble of ways. I really do. But when I say that out loud, I know it sounds super prideful or at least I think it sounds prideful. So I'm going to say you. You, mama, you do a ton of things. You likely, now I understand this is not always what every household looks like, but if you're still listening to this show 15 episodes in, um, it's a high probability that some of this is familiar to you. So You likely have a marriage or other relationship that you are working to uphold daily, right? There are um, expectations and responsibilities that you have to do to uphold this strong marriage or relationship with your significant other. You need to maintain a strong and faithful relationship with Christ, right? Because that is literally the essence of our entire purpose, right? You have children to not only just keep breathing but I'm assuming you want them to grow into strong independent loving caring and faithful and joyful adults someday right and Maybe you're a majority holder in the tasks for maintaining both a safe and healthy and happy home. You may have a full-time job or career or calling outside of the home or within the home. You have friendships you want and need to nurture and build and keep strong relationships with. You have hobbies and dreams and on and on and on. You do a lot of things, mama, and I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that if it's anything like me, you also have or have had experience in the past of guilt over all of the things that you don't do or you don't get done. And there's this constant battle of what we feel like is our perfect example of how we are as a mom and a wife and just a general all-around per- person, right? Right. I, I have great kids I have a great relationship with my spouse I hang out with my friends I have these fun hobbies my home is clean my home is happy and all of this other stuff and there's this trigger word it's not trigger but I think it's really trendy now to talk about how to balance it all right and there's this guilt for me at least in seeing how all of these moms do all of these different things and they have their own hobbies and all of this stuff. You know, we talk about finding that good portion, right? And not having everything perfect. But there's still this sense of guilt when I see these things that I'm not able to get to. This decluttering process is meant for not making your home look perfect not making your life seem perfect. But this is permission for you to not feel guilty. Permission to get rid of these things that still have either a financial value or an emotional value or an attachment to it. But to say, you know, when I got these, the purpose for these was right. But now, I'm able to say goodbye. I'm able to let them go knowing that they don't serve a purpose for me in this moment. And knowing that 10 years down the road when my lifestyle is different and I'm ready to start doing this. I can replace those items. Can you replace the time that you've got right now with your husband? Can you replace the time that you have with your kids? No. Can you replace the time that you could have taken to sit down and dig into the word and take private time to have relationship and communication with God? Yeah, you can do it again. You can, you can do it later. But if you are constantly seeing these things in your home that are reminding you of other things that you quote unquote need to do at some point, all it's doing is distracting you from the things that you really actively want to engage in, in the here and now. So decluttering is a process. Decluttering is not simply moving things around. But the purpose of decluttering is getting things out of your home to give yourself permission to focus on the things that are most important in your life right now. We talk about all the time in this group, and it's literally the name of the podcast, The Good Portion Mama. Decluttering is a process that helps you focus on what is the good portion in your home and in your lifestyle right now you may start this process you may work for two hours and get distracted you may get interrupted all kinds of things if you're following this process of immediately putting things in the trash bag immediately putting things in the donate bin or immediately putting things away if you get interrupted guess what you've got you have a trash bag to carry out and throw in the dumpster. You have a donate bin to immediately go put in the front seat of your car so that the next time you drive your car, you can immediately go and donate it. And then there's nothing else. There's no other mess. So even if you don't get that entire space done, you will immediately see some progress because you will have already removed X amount of stuff, right? But you haven't created a bigger mess in the meantime. Now, I am going to offer... For the month of January, when we have our good portion mama of the month, the person who wins January's, that person is going to win a one-hour decluttering session with me. Now, if you don't live locally, I won't be able to come to your house, but we can set up a Zoom call and you can pick the area of your home that needs decluttering and I will hop on a Zoom call with you and I will be there virtually to help kind of talk you through, motivate you, hold you accountable, all of that. This is a really long episode. I told you it would be. <laughs> I even cut stuff out this time compared to last time. So I'm really hoping that once um, once I get this kind of downloaded, that hopefully it will upload completely so that it, it gets published in time. So homework for this week on this episode. Go through your home and look and see... What areas of your home could use either an overhaul and decluttering or a simple decluttering session and schedule that in sometime in the next four or five days even if it's just 30 minutes of just straight decluttering and following this process or if it's a big one schedule four hours get a babysitter and just do it to it invite a friend over to come help you. Um, there's all kinds of options on how to do this and I want to invite you to shoot me a message or to post in our Good Portion Mama Facebook group what area it is that you're going to start decluttering or to ask you know here are a couple of areas where I think I may need some decluttering someone tell me where I should start first if you can't decide where to start first then ask and someone can tell you ask a friend who comes over to your house frequently hey Thinking about doing some decluttering maybe we should order some wine and get some fancy cheese and we can work on it together and then we can come do a do an area of your house next week for an hour there are lots of different ways that you can do this so that's your homework for this week i want to hear all about what you guys think if you have decluttering tips or tricks i would love to see that posted in our good portion mama group for those of you that are new here if you are not part of our facebook community Go out to Facebook, click on groups, search for The Good Portion Mama, click that join button, answer those three questions, and you are in. Um, That area is there for everybody to ask for help, to offer encouragement and support to every other Good Portion Mama in this community. I hope you guys are having a great week. I'm going to sign off of this one so that I can go ahead and start recording this week's actual (laughs) episode. uh, And thank you thank you thank you to each one of you for your patience in late episodes and for all of your support within our community as always lots of lots of love and cheers hey there mama before you go did you love today's podcast episode talking about decluttering your home Did you know that the best way for us to get seen by other mamas that need this same information is by spreading the word through our Facebook community or by leaving reviews on your Apple Podcasts or Podbean. Be sure to look us up and leave us a review. Thanks.